Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of God Goals and Girl Talk. We are back on Wednesdays. Woo woo. Um, I just need y'all to pray for me because sis has started a second class for the semester and wuchale, okay? Um, we did get a major win last week uh, when I submitted our first ever grant application for Hearts Over Habits. And when I tell y'all, submitting the grant in and of itself is just a testament of who God is. Like, he was so faithful. And honestly, I really believe it was a faith exercise for me to submit this grant. Like, even if we don't get it, um, I just learned so much about God and him supplying all of my needs and him being in the, you know, in the labor room with me when you're trying to birth um, the purpose that he's put inside of you. And it is just so amazing that I was able to get this application turned in. Um, and y'all be patient with me because I know y'all are like, girl, pick a day for this podcast. But as life continues to change right now with me being in school and working in this and that, um... I'm just out here trying to be consistent in the best way that I can. <laughs> uh, and I've really, you know, been asking God to show me how to be a better steward over my time. And, um, he, you know, he's definitely highlighted some things for me. And so we're back on Wednesdays, child. That's what he said. And that's what we're doing. Okay. Um, if you guys have not been a part of our new July Bible study, we are doing the habits of a woman that doesn't quit like five habits of a woman that never quits. So please get into the group, get connected. It has been a really good Bible study. Um, and just is a really good way for us to reflect, especially on this time where we're dealing with a lot of um, just persecution and we're needing to persevere. Um, we need to kind of glean from those habits of um, a woman who wasn't quit. And it gets you to read the story of Ruth in a way that has nothing to do with her getting a man child. Like Ruth was more than that. Okay. Okay. Um, so yes, I really, really, really am excited about today. I know I say that every week, but every time God gives me something to say, like this week, I just want y'all to know this is God. It ain't me. Um, I may say some things that you like, you may feel convicted, not condemned, but convicted. If you're like, Ooh, first of all, sis, back up off me. That is not me. That is the Holy Spirit convicting you. Um, and this topic has been on my heart for a while and God has really released me to now start talking about it. Um, and God has really just been talking with me 
about dealing with the misconceptions that people may have about him. And there are many that listen to this podcast that are new to the faith that may have just been saved, or you're you're not even really sure if you believe or don't believe in all of that. And so I want to kind of give you some things that will help you be free and help your walk be better than the first couple of years of mine or, you know, free you in an area where I have wisdom. And that's really what this is all about, right? So I want to take this week to talk to y'all about something that really would have saved me like years of turmoil and heartache, right? Um, This new body that many people are a part of in Christ, right? So we're all a part of the body of Christ um, is not a religion and it's not about religion. It's about relationship. I know that sounds crazy, but you're like, but Christianity. Yeah, but it being a Christian is a relationship. When you look at the people that God used in the Bible, they were always in relationship with him. Yeah, there were things and there was a way that you behaved. Um, there were, you know, God is like righteous and holy. So you can't just be out here wilding. But Moses was in relationship. He would go away to go talk to God. David was a man after God's own heart. They were in relationship. When you think about Jesus and the disciples, these are people that walked with him, learned from him. They broke bread together. They were in relationship. This is not about religion. It's about relationship. And, you know, now that you are in this body of Christ, you are in a safe relationship with Jesus Christ because he reconciled us and brought us back to God, right? And so you don't have to be perfect. God knows that we're not perfect and he loves us anyway. And that is what is so amazing about this relationship. The reason for the relationship is for you to continue to learn more about him, to fall in love with God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And as you continue to fall in love um, with with God and understand more about him, your life will change, right? Relationship is is so much better, (laughs) so much better than religion, okay? Like back in the day, the Mosaic times, they had like 600 laws. If you broke one, the the price to pay was death. Who Who got time for that, okay? But now because you're in relationship, you are in a safer space. You're able to grow. You're able to make mistakes. And this isn't just something that, you know, we see now because in some senses, religion can be very dangerous, right? Religion is something that we have made as humans. And y'all know we're raggedy. Humans are raggedy, child. And so there's a level of um, perversion in a sense, not perversion like, Uh, like pedophilia but perversion as in like something is not in the form in which it was created for so there's a a level of perversion that people have brought to um, being a Christian being um, in this this quote-unquote religion or relationship um, of Christianity because people are trying to uh, keep not even people the enemy his plan is for you to get into these false ideals of what 
um, being a Christian is and what it means, what being a disciple of Christ, what that means, what being a daughter of God means. That is his plan because he can keep you bound if you're condemned. He can keep you bound if you feel like you're never good enough. He can keep you bound if you're like, oh, I'll I'll go to Jesus once I get my life together. Let me tell you, one, you ain't gonna never get your life together without him. Boop, you tried it, okay? Um, two, you need him. You're If you could do it yourself, then you wouldn't need Jesus. And don't even get me started, right? So you need a savior. And so if you could do all the saving, then a relationship with Jesus would be unnecessary. And we know that that's not the case, right? So even look at it this way. Look, Think about the life of Jesus. Jesus was the son of God. Jesus was was God wrapped in flesh, right? The Bible tells us that the word was God, the word was with God, and then the word, you know, was wrapped in flesh and came down here, right? So I know it doesn't go exactly like that for all, all of you theologians, but the premise is that Jesus was God wrapped in flesh. He was all man and all God. The Pharisees, who were the religious leaders of the time, right? These are pastors, these are deacons, these are all, all the things, right? The Pharisees, they are the same people. The religious leaders are the people. The religious leaders, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, the religion, the church, they were the people that manipulated plotted and acted wickedly to have Jesus killed. It was not, it, it wasn't people off the streets. It was the Pharisees. It was because they were afraid to lose power, acting like they were acting on the behalf of God. Now, because God is so good, they were a part of his greater plan for our salvation. However, like their acts represent self-righteousness, condemnation, and all of these, um, you know, all of these tactics that will keep you bound and will cripple you in your walk with Jesus. This is a, a direct contraindication of the freedom that Jesus gives us through him dying on the cross. And I think I said contraindication, and that's because I'd be at work too much. Contradiction. <laughs> Y'all know what I meant. <laughs> But that is a, a, it's a direct contradiction, right? So you can't, um, Jesus didn't die for you to have to do and have to do and have to do this and keep with this and keep with that, right? That's not, that. he did not die for that. He died so we could be free. He died so we can be in a relationship with God and we can be brought back to God. Now, let's be clear that this don't mean that um, we are not to be righteous in our ways, Right? Like, I know all of us have a moment of like, look, don't you go out here embarrassing me in front of these people, <laughs> right? But what it means is that you don't have to achieve perfection before you can come to God. Oh, once I quit having sex outside of marriage and ended up at this little boy house every Friday. Mm-hmm. I know. I'll be knowing y'all. Um, then I'll come to God. No, God will take you right there, right where you at. Because as you come into relationship with him and you spend more time with him, your heart will begin to change. This is literally how 
I came up with um, the name for Hearts Over Habits. That if God has your heart, if you're if you're in love with him to the point where, you know, you'll do anything. And we've all been there at some point in our life, right? Like, we just boo-boo the fool, like, dumb in love, right? That's That's the kind of love that we should always have for Jesus. And because you're so in love, things will start to change. Yeah, some of y'all done changed for some of these little raggedy boys. Out here listening to music you don't like, participating in activities you don't like, but you so in love, right? But with Jesus, the love is pure and you're going to be able to become whole because you're going to give him your heart and he'll be able to change your habits. Now y'all know. I always come with the word because I don't be out here just talking on my own accord because y'all don't want that. It's not good. So today um, we are going to be reading our, our main focus is going to be um, Romans 5, 17 through 19. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it tells us, for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many became righteous. Check God's Resume is a personal reflection journal that challenges you to build God's resume in your life. Do you often feel like signs and wonders do not occur in your life? Are you feeling like you're in an impossible season? Sis, no, it is time for you to check God's resume. His goodness and his miracles are all over your life. He has been doing this. I had such an amazing time developing this journal and God reminded me of so many times where he has kept me. And if you are looking for a great tool to improve your posture of gratitude and just to learn more about the character of God, this journal is for you. It's available on Amazon and it makes for a great gift and it's great for a Bible group study tool too. Now, I want you to get this journal. Like I said, it is phenomenal. It's over 200 pages. There's guided study. Um, you learn about the different names and character of God and you literally go through and build his resume from his personal information all the way down to his accolades and awards just like you would build your own resume it is so cool it's so fun and God just really reminded me of all of the crazy situations that I found myself in where he had his hand on my life y'all he been out here saving us, okay? Get the journal, get in a position and a posture of gratitude. I pray that it blesses you. You need to get it. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so let's whip out our dictionaries because y'all know it's definition time in these streets. Okay, so first let's define religion. So religion is a personal set of institutionalized systems um, that contain like religious attitudes, beliefs, and practices, right? Um, 
Whereas relationship is the basis of being connected by an established reason or a marriage. So what I love about this definition is that in the scripture, we're told that we are the bride of Christ, right? To whom he will return to. And we are told that in Matthew and Luke and in the book of Revelation. And this may get a little graphic, but we're going to take it all the way there. Let's teach the whole thing. So, you know, a lot of times um, back in ancient times, women were expected to be virgins until they got married. And I know that we all know about like the, uh, well, you may not know. Let me not assume that child because I'm a whole nurse practitioner. I know better than that. Most times what would be a symbol that the woman was a virgin, it was after they would get married, they could, would consummate or have sex after they were married, right? The hymen would tear and to back in the day to them, the there would be blood from them having sex and that would show that she was pure and blood was shed and now they're in covenant. So now they're married, like it's official, official because they've consummated the marriage, right? Because that shedding of blood has now connected them. Now, on the other hand, right? The shedding of Jesus's blood has now connected us with the father. We're in covenant with him. We're in relationship with him. And so that was just very, very interesting to, you know, see that correlation for the time that um, they were in. Um, that was like that symbol of them marking their relationship being a being in a blood covenant. And so for us, you know, Jesus's blood was shed um, and he was pure. And now we're in a relationship with God again. And so, you know, it really makes me question, you know, are you just practicing religion and religious acts? And are you not in relationship with Jesus? Um, because we we talked about how the Pharisees were this way. So like, you know, the Pharisees, they were whole entire pastors. They were leaders of the church. They could quote scriptures. They led the church. Um, and then they did not really, like literally in, in like real time, like imagine it, they did not know God when he was staring them in the face in the flesh right like through their interactions with Jesus at no point were these religious leaders like oh that's God right because they weren't in a relationship and but they knew the word they could tell you everything in you know from the mosaic covenant they could tell you all they could tell you all of these things they had to know it to be in the position that they're in but then god like god was literally in the place and they did not know it was him argued with him about it spent on him <laughs> really so are you in relationship or are you in religion because the Bible tells us that there are going to be many people who claim to be Christians, right? Who do all the little religious activities on their Christian one-on-one checklist, child. And they're going to get to heaven and be big mad because they're going to be rejected. Matthew 7, 21 through 23 tells us, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, 
I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. That is my worst nightmare. I'm doing all of this. And God gonna be like, uh, what? Who this? Like, nah. It is so important that you understand that the love of God is given freely because that is who he is, right? There's nothing you can do to earn God's love. He just gives it. And I feel like because we're human, we try to wrap our minds around it logically, which is our whole entire problem. But you cannot. Just accept it. Right? If somebody was giving you free donuts, because I'm fat, um, giving you free donuts, you would probably just accept it. Like, oh, I like it. And I'm accepting it. Right? And that, in that same sense, God is giving away his love. And not only is he giving away his love, but he also is, he gave Jesus and gave us the opportunity to have salvation for free. There is nothing that we can do or have to do outside of accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior and walking in his ways. There's nothing that we can do to make ourselves right. We literally are incapable. That is why Jesus had to come. We were incapable of keeping the law and we were in need of a savior. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 tells us all about this child, just how raggedy we are. Listen up. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. This, especially because I'm a, a fixer and a perfectionist and I've struggled with that, this really, really freed me. There's nothing, nothing, nothing you can do. It's not a reward for the good things that we've done. The Bible tells us also that our righteousness is but filthy rags. We're not good enough to save ourselves. But if we put ourselves in position and in relationship with God and we allow him to work through us, he'll do incredible things. And that is definitely, you know, one thing that I really had to uh, come to grips with is that you know, I don't have to quote unquote perform. Like I can just say, God, I'm tired and he loves me anyway and he'll give me rest. God, I'm mad and he loves me anyway and he'll correct me and give me insight and wisdom. And I really had to, um, you know, understand and get free through the knowledge that God is really my father. And I feel like we say that a lot um, as this like Christian cliche, like, oh, you're a good, good father. Okay, but you don't act like you know who your daddy is. You out here acting like an orphan. So let's talk about it, right? And I think that the reason so many can't come into a relationship with God is that unfortunately, 
many people have had tainted relationships with their earthly fathers, right? So some have been abandoned, some have been abused, um, and, you know, there are so many other different, you know, rejections, so many different other um, conceptions that you've learned through your life experiences about a father. And so our views of God are very much so influenced by the relationship with our earthly parents, particularly our fathers, right? And so I want to really challenge you to assess your view of who God is. Are you comparing him to the relationship or the lack thereof of your earthly father? Right? You you cannot, you can't do that. Because he's so much greater than that. Right? And that's not to say that the hurt that you experience with your earthly fathers don't matter. But what you can do is know that you're not fatherless. And that your father in heaven cares so much more and has so much more to give you and loves you and will never reject you and will never leave you and will never forsake you. He's perfect. Right? But then we have to ask ourselves, do we look at him as our father? Or do you believe that he's a genie in a bottle, right? And he gives you everything that you want. All you got to do is pray for it. You out here talking about you the head and not the tail and above and not beneath, but then not read the next scripture that talks about the requirements that come with the blessing. Because there's requirements, child. There's standards. Or on the other hand, do you believe he's this judgmental, you know, tyrant that's holding everything, like condemning you, right? You have to really assess where are you in your relationship with God? What do you believe? And the things that you believe get to the root of them. Where did that come from? Who told you that? Both of these thoughts are lies of the enemy. And anything like them, lies of the enemy, right? When I think about my earthly father, over the years, he has provided, he's made decisions that I may not like or understand, um, but they were better for me, right? He has loved me unconditionally. He's corrected me when I was wrong. He's celebrated my victories. He's protected me. He's taught me things. He's disciplined me and he's comforted me even in my losses. And even at almost 30 years old, um, he still covers me and he still parents me. And while my earthly father is not perfect and, and he's able to love and provide because I definitely know that I'm blessed. The, with that same, like on that level, the way that I feel like I'm so blessed to have my dad here on earth, how much more, right? How much more, like, God's that much more perfect. He's much more better. And that's not even, that's not even good English. <laughs> He's much more better. And I love my dad. But I know that he's not perfect. But God is perfect. And he wants, like, he's like, keep that same energy, sis. I'll do all the things. How much more will your heavenly father provide for you? Accept that. Accept his love. Get in relationship with him.
Hey guys, it's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by Hearts Over Habits, Inc. Hearts Over Habits is a 501c3 nonprofit organization aimed to provide mentoring and life skills to young women ages 14 to 24. Our program is designed to educate and empower young women to fulfill their God-given purpose in life. We have a community, online academy, and evidence-based mentoring to ensure that our participants are provided with the foundation necessary to succeed in today's society. If you are interested in enrolling or becoming a participant, please visit our website at www.heartsoverhabits.org. Now let's get back to the show. So I think, you know, to be in relationship with God, you really have to understand the heart of God. And I feel like you want to have some, you need to have insight and understand who he is um, and his character the same way that you, when you meet a new bae, right? Like you want to know who they are. You want to know their character. You want to know their favorite foods. You want to know everything about them. I find it so funny that we'll do that for one of these little raggedy boys. But our God who saves us, wakes us up every morning, provides for us, covers us. We'll claim that we love him, but you don't know nothing about him. And I'm not saying that to condemn you, but I'm saying that to challenge you to, to really evaluate your situation and evaluate your relationship with God. You can go to church every Sunday and still not know who God is. Ask the Pharisees. But I want to give you guys just a little bit of insight because God's character is so profound. There's there's so many amazing aspects to him that it's really hard to sum up. But when I was really thinking about it, God gave me two scriptures that really, if I had to give you a synopsis, this is what I would pick. John 1, 4, 7 tells us that God is love. And that is the character that you really need to understand. It says, dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And when we talk about what love is, right, we're not talking about like 
the worldly perverted definition perverted not speaking like something sexual or weird but perversion simply means that it's not being used in in the way that it was intended or created to be used um we, we're not talking about you know the love that you see in the movies or the struggle love that you see on every reality tv show right we're talking about an agape love right and it's a love even beyond our own understanding. This is not a love that's based on someone making you happy. Like, it's not that. Um, and if we're really honest, like, people who really love you will tell you what you need to hear so they can, so like, you can see growth. And not keep stroking your ego so you can be bound in comfort. But that's a whole nother conversation. Like, let's talk about, like, real love. We may have to discuss this out here in these streets. But... In 1 Corinthians 13, right, we get insight on what love is in a biblical standpoint. And this will give you a lot of the characteristics of our Father. And so I'm going to start in 1 Corinthians 13 and 3. It says, if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Now, this is where we learn about the characteristics of love. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures every circumstance. And when you really think about who God is, he, he God is love. And then we find, okay, he's patient. He's kind to us. He's not boastful. He's not proud. He's not rude. God is jealous in the sense. And in the Old Testament, um, I believe, I want to say in... Exodus, but don't quote me on that, that it says that God is a jealous God, but meaning that he doesn't want you to be in a relationship or have anybody else over him, but not jealous in like, oh, she thinks she's doing good. Not that kind of jealous, right? God does not demand his own way. That's why a lot of people are like, well, if God is real, why don't he just make everybody do good? Who wants to force somebody to love them? That's trash. Who wants to force somebody to be in a relationship with them? That's trash. God wants us to want to be in a relationship with him. The same way you want somebody to want you, that's the same way that God wants us to want him. So he doesn't demand his own way. The Bible tells us that he waits at the door of our heart and he knocks. Right? God is a gentleman. He's not irritable. He keeps no record of being wronged. The Bible tells us that he'll cast our, you know, he'll cast our sins out as far as from the east is from the west into the sea of forgetfulness. He does not rejoice about, rejoice about injustice. The stuff that's going on is not pleasing to God. He's not rejoicing about the injustice that he sees in the land. But he doesn't give up on us. He doesn't lose faith in us. 
He's always hopeful and he will endure with us through any circumstance. And that's just like, I don't even feel like I do him justice. Like that's just like a bit, like a, a piece, like a ski taste of who God is. And then what I love, like the message version, um, that first scripture, first uh, Corinthians 13 and three, where it talks about you can do all the things and it mean nothing. Um, the Message Bible, it says, if I give everything that I own to the poor and even go to the stake and be burned as a martyr, but I don't have love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I am bankrupt without love. And this really tells us two things. One, just because something is good, like such as giving away, like, you know, giving everything you own to the poor, does not mean it is God. Just because it's good does not mean it's God. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. If there is no love attached to what you are doing, a genuine love, then you're acting out of self-righteous religion and you will get hit with that. Who this? Okay? And meanwhile, but you're like, but I... I went to Africa and sold all my things. Okay, well, if you had been talking to me, right? Like, if I just left my mom's house, I was like, oh, I'm going to uh, Africa to feed the poor. And I had no conversation. Like, who, who did you ask? Oh, hold on. You in trouble. It don't matter that what you did was good. It's out of order. So, make sure that the things that you are doing, you're doing in love. And you're doing them because you were prompted to by God, right? Because it tells you that if you do all of these things, it don't matter if you if you don't have a heart of love. And then the second thing it tells us is that we're bankrupt without love. And I also equate that to like we're bankrupt without God. People out here, millions of dollars in their bank account, but they were bankrupt spiritually and they're out here committing suicide. You can be bankrupt and have money in your account. This is a, a spiritual and emotional account. So let's bring some practicality into this, okay? Because I, I want to make it like very, very plain. If you had a friend, because the Bible also tells us that we're friends of God, okay? Now I don't want to be like, oh, you switching up the whole time you said he's our father. He is our father. He's also my friend. Same thing with my earthly father. Like, we can talk serious, and sometimes we just be sharing Tony Baker videos because they'd be funny. Okay? So, this example of the friend is because everybody that listens is not a parent. But most normal humans have friends. Right? Okay. And friendship is, is also a relationship. So, just follow me. Come back. Okay? So, if you had a friend that only spoke to you when they needed something. Then when y'all did speak, you couldn't talk at all. They did all the dang on talking. They never asked you about like what you had going on, didn't ask you about your mom and them, didn't ask you you needed prayer. They didn't ask you nothing. They just came, they dumped all their problems in your lap, got up and left. They didn't spend time with you. And when they were around other people, 
they act like they didn't even know you. Like, how long would you be friends with that person? They don't really talk to you like that. When they do talk to you, they they need something and they are the only ones talking. They don't ask you how you doing. They don't even really care to ask you. They don't even think about it. They don't spend time with you. And when they get around other people, they act like they don't know you. Like, how long would you be friends with somebody like that? Because I'm praying most of y'all be like, ah, nah, sis. Like, you need to cut it. Like, nah. But it baffles me that we don't think that that's good enough for us. That's an unacceptable relationship for us. But we think it's okay to do that to God. Right? Like, we'll come, we'll go to church. You know, I'll pray. I don't sit there long enough to hear what he got to say. I just let him know all these things, all these problems that I have going on. And I go to church once a week on Sunday. Like, what? Like, he's God. He, what, I don't, like, whatever he want to get done, he can get it done. What you need me for? But let me tell you all these things I have wrong. Let me tell you where I need help. And then when you get around anybody outside of Sunday, outside of church, where you're wearing this mask, you don't even look like you know him. People can't tell that, that, that you know when you serve God. So that's not good enough for us. If it's unacceptable for us, right, with all of our sin, like we got like several degrees of raggedy going on, how dare us to do this to the most high God? And then we'll have the nerve to get an acceptance speech, to give an acceptance speech, be like, oh, I want to thank God who's the head of our life. Stop. You lying. Stop, Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. It is so critical that we are in relationship with our father. Right? Like, yes, we need to have reverence for him. Reverence meaning a level of not fear that you need to be scared because we know that that doesn't come from God. We know that in 2 Timothy, that it says that he's not giving us a spirit of fear, but reverence, right? Like, even though I'm grown, there are just still things that I don't do in front of my dad because that's my father. And there's just a level of respect that I give him, even at almost 30 years old. So you need to revere God, keep his commands, but that also comes with relationship. The more time you spend with someone, the more you start to pick up their habits, the more you become similar to them, right? You and your best friend could probably finish each other's sentences. And it didn't start out like that, right? As God's children, we should look like him, okay? We should be looking like God out here in these streets. When people see me and my dad together, it is literally undeniable. Like, we don't need Mari Povich. Like, undeniable that I am his child. And that same thing should go for our Heavenly Father. Right? Like, are you out here looking like him? Or are people surprised when they find out you in a situationship with God? Yes, it's a situationship with God. To where you only speak to him when you need something light bill do right 
then you hit him up like, hey, big head. Nah, this is God. <laughs> that is a situation shit. My pastor called it a transactional relationship. Are you in a transactional relationship with God? I'll do this. if you. I go to church on Sunday, so you should do this for me. And the only time you're speaking to God is when you need something. People are out here really trying to like pimp God <laughs> and like swindle him. Because we, like, if you only, like, people that you like, you, pimps come to collect their money. They got here doing wild and out, doing whatever they want to do. And then they come to you and expect you to have something for them. And then have the audacity to get mad when you don't. And I just feel like people do that a lot with God. Or you be out here, like, trying to look good on the outside. But forgetting that God knows the state of your heart. He knows the hairs on your head. And he knows the tears that you cried. You cannot play him. You playing yourself. And eternity is not anything that you want to play with. I really am challenging y'all this week to ask yourself, like, am I really in a relationship with God? Am I speaking to him? Do I give him time to speak to me? Do I know his voice? Right? Jesus tells us, Jesus, because you know it's red. This part is red. When it's red in the Bible, if you don't know, red lettering means Jesus is talking. In John 10, 27, he tells us, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So let's like, let's be honest, you know, with yourself. Be honest with ourselves too. Because I'm not exempt. Sometimes I be falling off, sis be falling off. I'm sis. But I miss God and I can tell, right? And when you're in a relationship, I miss my friend. One of my friends I haven't spoken to in like a month or two, I was like, I miss my friend. Let me let me get with her. Because you miss being in their presence. You miss speaking with them. In that same way, we should be in a relationship with God. If you're struggling and you're just going through the motions and checking off the religious, you know, the religious checklist, repent. And repent means to, you know, confess it with your mouth to God and then change your ways to turn away from. So if you out here having sex with little Johnny every Friday and you know good and well you're not supposed to, you can't keep going, oh God, I'm sorry, and then go back again next Friday. Ah, ah. You're playing yourself, okay? Repent means that you say, okay, okay, God, I see that I missed the mark there and I'm going to do something different and better. And I thank you for your grace and your mercy and love to show me that. God rejoices, you know, every time we come back to him. He'll leave the 99 and go chase after the one. And there is so much freedom and access in relationship, right? Like I have keys to my parents' house and I can go whenever I want to unannounced and I will eat all their food. I got all the access. And with relationship comes access. I really want you guys to free yourself and not be robbed by these self-imposed rules and by religion. Like Jesus don't care if you wear skirts or not, child. Find me the scripture where it says you can't wear pants, please. But you're, you're stuck to religion. Find me the scripture where it says you can't wear pants. Don't worry, I'll wait. Okay? We'll be waiting till eternity.
you worried about whether or not somebody eating pork or not, but you out here with hate in your heart, cussing people out. You out here, you know, oh, the Sabbath is on Saturday. And if you go to church on, on Sunday, you're going to hell. But you out here in sexual immorality and sexual sin. Stop it. Don't have religion out here having you look silly. And then when we get to judgment day, he's going to say he never knew who you were because you're too busy trying to keep up the rules of the church that you don't even know who God is. And especially in this season where the, the doors of the physical church are closed. Now is the time. See, people who really have a relationship with God, we ain't tripping like that. Like it's inconvenient. I miss the communion and being in community with other believers, but I know God for myself and he can be anywhere that I am. He's not bound by no, by no walls, but I know that because I'm in relationship with him. He lives in my house too. He lives in me. He lives in my house. He lives in my car. He lives everywhere I go. He goes. So I'm never out of relationship with him because some doors are closed. You need to really ask God to give you what you are lacking. If you aren't interested, tell him. But like, God, look, every time I try to read the Bible, I'll be falling asleep. If that's where you are, that's not my testimony anymore, thank God. But if that's where you are, tell him. If you distracted on social media, turn it off and then and then repent and spend time in God's word. Spend time watching sermons. Spend time journaling, right? There's no single way to spend time with or get into relationship with our father, right? Like just like my sisters and myself, like our dad, we all have different kinds of relationships with him. Same dad. But with every kid, the relationship dynamic is different because we all have individual needs. He knows us uniquely, right? So God may speak to me in one way and speak to you in another because he knows He knows how we're going to receive it. God cannot bless you or bless the, the character that you made up, that you out here pretending to be. But he can produce who he's called you to be. And that's the freedom in relationship. So that has been another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Get in relationship this week. Get, get in relationship with Jesus this week. Remember, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week.